0: Hey everybody, welcome to Florio Films Week we're talking about showgirls.
1: Hit the music!
0: Buddy, i'm michael flaherty
1: i'm colleen flaherty this is flaherty's on films a podcast can I, I talk
0: about- can I cut you off for one second it's just just so people don't know if this is the first time it's called flaherty's because we're both flaherty's we're siblings because this is uh-huh. a family show uh-huh. it's a show for families
1: so anyway we're talking about showgirls showgirls michael, what is it about it is what
0: is this film about showgirls 1995 know me n-o-m-i, N-O-M-I. A young drifter arrives in Las Vegas to become a dancer, and soon sets about clawing and pushing her way to become the top of the Vegas showgirls. Have you?
1: I s- thought that everyone was just saying Naomi weird until uh, later, in the film where they actually spell out Nomi. That was very. I helpful.
0: thought they did that pretty early on, where she was like Nomi. She's like, "Don't say Naomi. Say Nomi."
1: Maybe, yeah. Anyway, what did I think of it? Or have, have I you seen it? it? I have not seen it.
0: Just give me all your
1: thoughts. We talked about this beforehand that I'm not really familiar with the discourse on this film. Yeah. I am aware that it is a like famously bad film, but it's also kind of a weird cult classic. And there's like a weird, you know, revisiting the harshness of the criticism from the original blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of am aware of that, but I am not familiar with it. So all of this is with new eyes. <laughs> And what do you I, think? It's so hard because I feel like a lot of times when we watch a film, like you either like it or you don't like it. And I don't know if either of those things <laughs> pertain to my feelings about it. It's very entertaining. <laughs> it is. I have never seen a movie like this in my life. And that's something, right? That's yeah, going to count for something. For sure. It has some elements that are... There's no way you can reclaim it to, oh, no, actually, it's good. Like, there's some elements about it that are very bad, Mm -hmm. objectively. But some of it's like, whoa, this is something. Does that make any sense? Was that a coherent thought? Was there a coherent thought? It was
0: coherent. But I think I really disagree with you. Well, first off, you did not mention this explicitly, but you have told me this is a very weird film. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Correct. I don't think it's that weird of a film. I like it's 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 I mean it is weird but like I go into this knowing the director Paul Verhoeven from Robocop and Starship Troopers which are both I would say much out there a lot stranger and plus I maybe I'm just desensitized I mean we've seen like Southland Tales I don't think anything's gonna be weirder than Southland Tales yeah and to me it's like this movie is weird but like i still see the bones of kind of a generic star on the rise movie just like okay. did bad you know they just did it so bad. maybe
1: i'm like i'm using that term in a weird way because like the premise or the choices the story choices are like pretty weird in robocop or starship troopers and like some original concepts showgirls is weird to me because it's like nothing makes sense to me the way the characters interact or the choices they make or what the director's trying to say. Like I'm confused when I watch that kind of similar to Southland tales, I guess. Uh, yeah. The, the story itself. Isn't that weird? It, you know, it's, it, you heard the description, like it, it's all there. It's whatever. Um, I just, I, I get confused a lot in the film of why are they doing
0: this? <laughs> I'll just say one last <laughs> thing. And that is, I was really not entertained. For maybe the first hour and a half, because it's just so long. And there's so many plot threads where if you think about them, they do not come back or matter. And I had to I watched this movie over a month like a 10-minute intervals cuz I would just get bored too fast. And that's saying more about me I think than the film. I, I get bored easily. But I have a lot to say about the last 40 minutes cuz I thought those were I'm not going to say good, but it gave me a lot to think about. I don't know if I agree. I was pretty entertained most of the time. Well, let's fight about it after our first segment that we call
1: BAM. Time for Sam, our singular sensation, who is going to come and tell us some facts about this film. Sam, take it away. That that, that was a chorus line reference. It doesn't totally work for showgirls, but it's close. Sure.
2: I'll accept it. Basically, the writer of this um, film came up with the idea while he was on vacation. He was so excited he had to write it down on a napkin because he was at lunch. <laughs> like
0: J.K. Rowling,
2: <laughs> like J.K. Rowling. It basically, this is. The what Harry if they were Potter. at the
0: same cafe?
2: <laughs> no, he was in Hawaii at his summer. Home. Where was J.K.? Edinburgh, em- yeah.
0: Oh, maybe there was some trans people to hate over there.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> you've cut that hurt, but that hurt you. Character- <laughs> It hurts me that she's a bigot.
0: Yeah, it's too bad.
1: She, she yeah. loves Harry
0: Potter. Yeah. Yeah. I do love bad. Harry
2: Potter. I don't support J.K. Rowling's views. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> uh so at Ed, Edser House, sorry I even watched interviews with him and I still can't pronounce his name very well, so apologies. Ezer House um was the writer and he had this idea while he was at lunch. And so when he came back to California, he met up with the director Paul Verhoeven. Who he and they just worked together on a film, another um, erotic thriller uh, in Basic Instinct. So they had just made this big film, and he was kind of talking about his idea, and Verhoeven uh, was talking Paul. about how he. Oh, let's go with Paul. Paul and Joe. Let's go with that. Uh, so Paul was talking about how he always really loved the big musicals, and he wanted to make one, and. Joe was like, yeah, this is kind of like my idea. Let's do it in Vegas and let's do it about um, showgirls. And so they're like, done. Let's do it. Pause. Uh,
1: I'm really sad it's not a musical. I know. Double
0: pause. Know. What was the idea on the napkin?
1: I was just wondering that. Because as Michael said, this is a really basic, oh, you know, somebody wants to be really good in a show.
0: But it sounds like Paul's idea the way you just said it, Sam.
2: He really wants it to be, he wanted it to be about like the gritty life of this show girl world. And so when he's like, I want to do a musical, he's like, perfect. You want to do these (laughs) big show numbers. I want to do the gritty life of it. Doesn't sound like the
0: best mix, but okay.
2: Yeah, you kind of get that throughout the film, though.
0: Yeah.
2: I see Uh, that. Anyway. Yeah. So Joe was paid $2 million just to write the script. And then he would get an additional $1.7 million once the studio agreed to produce it. So at this point, he is the highest paid screenwriter in Hollywood.
1: I saw a really um, weird quote from Paul where he said something. He was kind of blaming the writers for or the writer for why the sh- movie didn't go that well. But he said in a way like, but he did do exactly what we asked for.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. So this is this is kind of a weird, this is actually a very odd thing when I was researching this, because a lot of what I want to talk is about what happened after the film came out. And it, Elizabeth Barkley. To, it just seems like there was a lot of how how did this happen and people not being certain. <laughs> Cause they're like, well, this is exactly how we meant to do it. But anyways, I'll get there. So Paula and Joe have this idea. So they actually go and interview. um, I've seen 50 to 200, depending on whatever source, uh, strippers, showgirls, uh, casino owners, choreographers, just all these people who are kind of like in this world. And they interviewed them about their stories. They use actual stories in the script. It was very important to them that they use the same language. So, actors were not allowed to go off script or ad lib at all because they wanted it to be as close to possible to what this life was like um that being said after the movie came out some of the people that they interviewed were like that's not what we said but take that with a grain of salt if you will um so
0: i'm on board by the way for this idea Like, let's do a behind-the-scenes showgirls and make it really authentic. I mean, it sounds cool.
2: It does, but then it kind of gets, like, this weird... It's just very clear to me from reading from both sides that Paul and Joe, although it seems like a good team, were on very different ideas of what they were making. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it ever really merged in a very good way. So, like they're talking to these people and they're trying to get these like gritty stories but then they kind of want it to be their big inspiration was all about eve mm-hmm. yeah which you guys have watched on this podcast
0: how did that um, movie end i was thinking about that today like i get the premise i get how it starts the,
1: uh, at the end eve remember the, like, the, the one the one who like who is trying to usurp her, she gets to be famous, but then she has her own crazy lady coming up. That's right. They, and the, the ending scene is perpetuate. the dressing room, right? Yeah. 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 And then our main amazing character, she's like, Oh, I can just be married and retired. Bla I think I like the ending really of
0: this movie better. <laughs> Where she's like, This movie's weird. I'm gonna fuck off and go. <laughs>
2: So it definitely seemed like there was kind of this confusion too of one of them wanted to be more serious in this dirty take of this dark world, and the other one viewed it more as this dark black comedy, and it didn't work either way.
1: <laughs> From what I, think I black comedy would have been better.
0: Yes, I have more of- thoughts about that.
2: Yeah, well, I, so just, it- I just oh sorry, go on. I, I will just say this, when looking at this movie, consider that the writer kind of saw it more as a dark story of this gritty world, and the director saw it more as kind of this dark comedy, and I'm sure you, I, as a person who's not seen this movie, I'm sure you can kind of see a little bit of either or, but it doesn't work well together. They just were very much not in sync.
0: Um... <laughs> I think that could mix though. I mean, I feel like Robocop's a gritty film, but comedy. Like it's silly, but it also serious things happen in it.
1: That's true. Yeah. But that it would was the- I mean nobody would say that Robocop, oh, that's a gritty film. They would say I, it's a dark
0: movie. It's I mean it's gritty.
1: Yeah, but it's not like because gritty is like a gritty realism. And I don't, even though it has its moments, I don't think Robocop is. Like, it's not grounded. Can we... Robocop, yes. It has a consistent tone. And this movie maybe doesn't.
0: It's not, uh, yeah, it's not grounded. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know.
2: So this movie, while it was being written, was already planned on being an nc-17 film which was pretty much unheard of at that time like you would make a movie and then you would submit it to get a rating and if you got an nc-17 that was basically a kiss of death kind of a thing what does that stand for it means that they don't um,
0: what does it stand for
2: oh you're gonna make me look this up aren't you i mean do
0: you know the facts or not
2: I'm looking it up. No one <laughs> under 17. No? So that's
0: game. not 10. Sam, what does it stand for?
2: No
1: children under 17.
2: Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: Thank you. Colleen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sam's Nails. busy right now. <laughs> Just gonna jerk my wine.
0: <laughs> They're missing at you.
2: <laughs> so... They basically, this is kind of like the first time that they were like, we're going into this knowing, we're going into this wanting an NC-17 rating. And because of that, like, the studios were very hesitant to make it. However, Paul was like, I will give up. He had a $6 million salary. And he said, I'll give up 70% of it. I get full control of the film. It's going to be NC-17. And I will only get the 30% of the $6 if the movie is a success. And that's how it got made. Oh, no. (laughs) So originally, the first people that they wanted for this film was Madonna to play Crystal. And Drew Barrymore to play Nomi. Uh, You guys were kind of talking about the name. Uh, Nomi is actually after the writer's wife, Naomi. But they shortened it to Nomi to make it different. And then her last name is Malone because they wanted... This is really deep, guys. They wanted it very obvious that she was all alone in the world.
0: That's very funny.
2: (laughs) So uh, Madonna for Crystal, Drew for Nomi. Uh, Apparently, uh, Madonna was not interested and Drew decided that it was too much nudity. She wasn't comfortable. Uh, It was so obvious that they really wanted drew that when uh gay takes off a note a name card from the mirror to give to nomi it says drew on it oh wow the person who would be before yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, i got so, it no i knew yeah no, no. i was you listening whole time more?
0: no i got it
2: <laughs> so some other people considered for nomi were uh pamela anderson angela jolie uh denise richards and sharice theron Basically, so I was kind of wondering, cause I'm like, this seems like a really crazy, like, movie to be asked to make, and those are big time names. But then I realized, like, you have this director, he's done RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instincts, Star, uh, Starship Troopers, and the writer, like I said, was uh, the most paid one at the time. He'd done Flashdance, Basic Instincts. Um, I didn't know any of his other ones, but there's other ones out there. So this was like a big collaboration. Their last film had been huge. So obviously they were getting these big names in, but um, no one really wanted to do it because of the nudity, the sexism, and in one case from one of the people, I won't mention who, the lack of ability to dance. Um, (laughs) Wait,
0: say uh, who? Who? They're not going to watch
2: this. (laughs) I am not Dance shaming anyway. Was it you? <laughs> it was five when this movie came out. <laughs> God.
0: So that would be two reasons.
2: <laughs> so they would eventually go with Elizabeth Berkeley, who was 20 at the time. I oh, wait,
1: I have a double question. Cause like I feel like I've seen TV shows that take place in Hollywood and they say I've heard it say like when so and so was considered for this, sometimes they just say things like that doesn't mean anything. Sometimes, right? They're like, oh yeah, we were thinking of getting Tom Hanks for this, but then we got Chad Michael Murray. You know, like
2: all I think people <laughs> auditioned.
1: Okay, see,
2: Thank they, you. They did all audition.
1: Tom Hanks was seriously
0: um, considered for this podcast, but we didn't. I don't know. We just it didn't. Happen. It just didn't work out. Just didn't work know. out. He's busy. Decided to
1: Couldn't... go in a different
2: direction. Yeah.
1: Couldn't dance. <laughs> Couldn't dance. <laughs> It's it also support. weird,
2: his last name wasn't Flaherty. so yeah, yeah. it was the too many. The title rights. was a sticker. Maybe twenty
0: yeah. years ago, but modern day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Elizabeth Berkeley was only paid a hundred thousand dollars for playing the lead in this role. So she was just very much I don't want to say taken so advantage sad. of, but I am banned by that statement as well. That's yeah. so sad because I know
1: what happens next. <laughs>
2: Yep. She does. And then actually, so they made a special VIP edition box in the 2004 release, which was gross. I'm not going to get into what this box entailed. What? But what's the, what's of- the box? Huh. Well, here's my <laughs> fact about it, is that uh, she was asked to be interviewed for some more like behind the scenes and introspectives and what. And she requested to be paid 2500 and they declined. Wow sad yeah. you really want to know what this vip box had?
0: yeah just a detail
2: okay it had two shot glasses movie cards with drinking games on the back that seems fine desk, a deck of playing cards seems fine okay here's where it gets weird a nude poster of berkeley with a i pair mean of-
0: it's relevant to the film like it's on uh, it's on theme uh,
2: with a pair of suction cup pasties so you could play pin the pasty on the showgirl.
0: That's weird.
2: <laughs> and uh, then...
1: I played the similar deep- things at bat trap parties. <laughs> <laughs> and then- Nobody
0: comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then- okay, I feel like the event is going to weirder. I... At my bachelor party, there was a dumb game. It was like put the kiss on the hunk, and it was like a picture of a shirtless guy. And there were oh, kisses. I for that. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like yeah, the, okay. the, leaving that oh. up to the imagination was so much worse.
0: Remember when we talked, whenever we were watching Friday the 13th and they played Strip Monopoly, and then Nathan comes in, we were talking about it. He goes, Oh, I played that. <laughs> we're like,
1: What? And I'm like, what the fuck could the rules be to that game? It makes no sense.
0: I mean, we've already done this anecdote on the podcast, but it's so funny.
2: It's it, funny. It's <laughs> worth bringing back. Um, so there's, in the DVD, there's a how-to of how to give a lap dance by real strippers. Um, just different things like that. I don't know. You know, I've seen the movie I like and
1: it. I do not think those people should give instructions on how to give a lap dance. They're very violent. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so as long as there's, there's an extra it, like
0: how to get a cool boy 90s haircut? I would love that on the DVD. And I want Kyle McLaughlin to tell it to me.
1: Oh my God. That hair. Jesus Christ. Oh. We will talk about that.
0: Why did it come straight from Spider-Man 3 emo Tony McGuire?
1: See, I thought it was like I thought it was like 17-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio hair, but on Kyle McLaughlin, who has looked like 45 his entire <laughs> career. Yeah, how long have he been in this? I don't know. I think he was young, but he just looks like Trey from Sex and the City to me. Like, yeah, just, he never doesn't look like that. He looks exactly like the bear from Portland. He was cool,
0: like, and I mean, he looked young in Twin Peaks, where he was probably very young.
1: I don't know. Something about that hair—it's just—it is mis, especially because he's supposed to be like a slick sleazy Which, you know producer. I guy. think the
0: casting would have been fine if just not for the hair. The hair just <laughs> makes everything way sillier. <laughs>
1: It's so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> like when he turns on his evil switch to like a hundred and i like, I cannot be intimidated. But even. there's
0: something about the hair that just makes you go like, Hey, like you got to like do a head bob, <laughs> you know? Like, hey, uh, I got the hair.
1: He <laughs>
2: Which, does do when, that. He goes, when he goes angry, does his hair like flop around? No, it's, it's still just in his eyes. And it's just like, Oh my it's God. It's so
0: movie. good. I, I, will,
2: it. I will destroy you. It was one of
0: my favorite parts of the film. Sorry for interrupting you, Sam.
2: No, no, no. Uh, so i don't really have any facts about the making of the film except for apparently everyone was cool with the nudity except for when the monkeys were involved not super relevant but anyways um she means
1: actual monkeys yeah like real As opposed uh, to what? but
2: anyways derogatory term for men
1: oh Yikes. Oh, I thought, actually, I was thinking so, like how Vegas has, you know, old Axe come in, so I thought it could be like The Monkees. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> the like, they're just a clean-cut band and they don't like all this nudity. Because <laughs> you said, the way Sam said it was, except for when it comes to The Monkees, and it's like, that could have maybe sounded like a band name.
2: <laughs> they were very confused with their song when I saw her face. No, I'm
0: what are we talking about?
2: The the monkeys is the band?
0: No, I mean what was the original <laughs> <Okay>. topic?
1: <laughs> there no, was something no, wrong. No. There was a problem with the monkeys and nudity.
2: <laughs> Apparently the monkeys made the actresses uncomfortable, but that's beside the point. Okay. So, anyways, movie is made and it premieres. And right away there's a rumor that Kyle Macklin or McLaughlin. Is it, Macklin Macklin? McLaughlin. Is it McLaughlin?
0: Sorry. What do you think
1: it is?
2: M A C L A C H L A N. Mick MacLoughlin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, see, I yeah. always put an unnecessary like F in there. McLaughlin. Yeah. will
0: just call him I, Kyle.
2: No. Sure. Kyle! Uh, Kyle, there was all these rumors about how Kyle stormed out of the premiere. And quote, it, it didn't happen. I sat there and suffered for the whole two hours. I was gobsmacked. I said, this is horrible, horrible. And it's a very slow sinking feeling when you're watching the movie and the first scene comes out and you're like, oh, that's a really bad scene you say well it's okay the next one will be better and you try to convince yourself that it's gonna get better but it just gets worse um uh, apparently steven spielberg got a copy of the movie before the premiere and after watching it he just said sometimes i hate this town wow. uh the movie came out it did very poorly so the writer Joe got into some trouble because after the movie came out, he went on an interview and told young people to use fake IDs to go watch the movie.
0: That is weird. Yep. that's really strange.
2: Uh, this movie was nominated for um, I think it was 10 Razzies. at won seven.
0: Is that a lot? Uh, I don't...
2: Yeah, give a <laughs> okay, it was wow. a record. And actually, for the first time ever. Uh to accept worst director and worst pitcher uh at the award show. Wow. Uh after this movie came out, Elizabeth Berkeley was dropped by her agent. Uh Paul wanted to make a sequel called Know Me Does Hollywood, but no one would talk to him or give him money for What Why? was the
0: premise?
1: Well, I there is a the showgirls too now. Oh,
0: there is. It
2: exists.
0: With the Elizabeth Berkeley or not?
1: No, not no. With Liz-
2: no it's it's show girls to penny in heaven or something like that it's by the actress who played penny and i it's basically the same i plot. legitimately
0: would have wanted paul Ver, even though i feel like the movie being bad is his fault i feel like i would have liked him doing a sequel anyway go on
2: so basically this movie came out and just bombed at the box office it's pretty much predictable they had this idea in their head though like we can turn this around. We can make this into a cult classic, kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. So they started printing off new ads, that had um kind of cheesier backgrounds, and was promoting how many Razzie wins they've gotten. And they started putting those around, and fans were like, no. Because if you know anything about fans, you can't tell fans what to do. Fans become fans when they want to. Um, the show would eventually become a cult hit, but it originally they wanted to go there right away and it just wasn't going to work. So basically this film bail, or did horrible in the box office, but then something happened, which is called VHS, and once it was available in VHS... It would become one of MGM's top 20 bestsellers. It would gross over a hundred million dollars in media market.
1: I and- have this weird memory of going to Hollywood Video. Uh, it's a video store where you rent them and you could, the very top shelf would be all showgirls. And I remember cause it's that weird box. It's all black, but you see like a little bit of Elizabeth Berkeley and just her, her bare legs sticking out. <laughs> I don't know why I remember. I don't remember that's, anything about my life. That's but I peculiar. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it could only be on the top shelf because this one didn't have a. This video store didn't have a back room, so that's the best they could do.
0: I remember you oh, could rent fire. N64s. We had one, but you could rent them. Isn't that cool?
1: But sometimes we would get like extra controllers, wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Uh,
2: add on. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So this movie did fine over well, like it did make a profit, um, but it has just been destroyed by people who aren't buying it just for the novelty of it, I guess.
0: Novelty. Um, you mean the nudity?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's novel. Those tits, though. You don't see those around.
2: You'll just, see that I just want day. a
1: little foreshadowing that Peter Bradshaw has a really good joke about this.
0: Oh, I love the tease. <laughs> Love that Bradshaw tease.
2: <laughs> so yeah, basically, like it—it it just really threw for a loop a lot of careers, but mostly Elizabeth Berkeley. And in 2015, uh, Paul was doing an interview about it, and he has this quote where he said. So girls completely ruined the career of Elizabeth Berkeley in a major way. It made my life more difficult, but not to the degree it did Elizabeth's. Hollywood turned their backs on her. If someone has to be blamed, it should be me, because I thought it would be interesting to portray someone like that. I had hoped the end of the movie would explain why she acted that way, but it revealed she had a convictions linked with drugs, but it was too turned out to be be a big mistake I asked Elizabeth to do all of that to be abrupt to act that way but people would be attacking her for that for ever since I did consider that people would think she had a borderline personality but that was because her character had a history of drug abuse so I tried to express that through her abruptness
1: it's so sad yeah yeah I think like good for him for saying that but like I feel I don't know maybe he should have been harsher about it at the time because, like, yeah, he's saying, like, every weird thing she did, her bad acting, that was me. I told her to act like that. That's what I thought would work. Because I've seen her in other stuff. She's not a crazy person. Like, she does know how to act like a human. Yeah. Yeah. It,
2: it definitely seems like a lot of the actors and even in this case, like, the director have come forward and said writing wasn't quite there. Like, the director. Like, it was just... It was too many wrong pieces to make this.
1: But I you know? just think like Paul should have been like really clear about that when the movie came out because if you watch the movie and don't know that all the other actors in it are pretty normal, like Elizabeth Berkeley does seem like she's being uniquely bad in it. So it's not totally unfair that people thought that she was just bad. Like oh, she was on a sitcom act and now she's doing her sitcom acty weirdness, right? So like it's not crazy that people were harsh. And yeah. So, Paul, your guilt is not good enough. You should feel really bad. I hope you don't sleep well.
0: Yeah, Paul.
1: Paul.
2: <laughs> I will end this fact about this movie with a quote from Elizabeth Berkeley about this. Um, this is from the 20th anniversary screening. She said, 1995 um, was such a different time We're taking risks like that was not embraced. They were laughed at, they were shamed publicly, to be a young girl in the center of that was something that was quite difficult. I found my own resilience and my power and my confidence. Tonight, I want to thank you guys for giving me this gift of truly getting a full circle moment of experiencing the joy with you.
0: Oh, it's going to make me cry.
2: That's really nice. And because we are recording this on Halloween day, I have a Halloween (gasps) trivia question for you guys.
1: Go Just ahead. time Morning. for Thanksgiving for our listeners.
2: <laughs> According to CandyStore.com, what was the most popular candy for Halloween 2020?
1: Reese's. Oh, I thought it was Reese's too, but I'll go Snickers.
2: It's actually Skittles, followed by <laughs> Reese's and then Starburst.
0: Skittles sucks. They have the best ads. I like Skittles.
1: But I'm still surprised. I would never rank it number one. What's, That's crazy. What's, they don't now make I'm numbers at, high
0: enough for what I would rank it.
1: I'm mad at this, you know, the system for spitting out Elizabeth Berkeley, And I'm mad at this nonsense candy ranking. <laughs> we should just tear it all down. You <laughs> Let's know. do it. All right. That was Bam. Time for Sam. Now we go to our next part of the show. Now, because this movie was panned by critics pretty across the board. I'm actually, uh, we went into the Amazon reviews and did the five-star reviews. Ooh. So, I will start. Oh, Uh. the segment is called Critics' Corner. Did I say that? This is the part of the show where we see what the critics have to say. This is from Richard Corliss of Time Magazine. Showgirls is one of those delirious, hilarious botches that could be taught in film schools as a how not to. Wow.
0: Wow. Uh, This is from Climb High, an Amazon reviewer. Had Showgirls been released in recent times, it would have been a refreshing hit compared to what Hollywood has been putting out lately, which is nothing but generic storylines of boring movies. This movie is so original and beautifully done. Beautifully
1: done. It's not that that original. Says Gene Siskel, Chicago Tribune. Is it sexy? Not when you're laughing. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I think that's kind of a cheap shot, but it's not totally wrong. Like... If you guys, if, if you listeners out there have not seen this film, it is a lot of nudity and a, a, yeah, lot, a lot of lot. like pretty explicit stuff. And it is not terribly sexy. Like it is quite silly.
0: Except for yeah. when, oh, Kyle just, oh, he flips that hair. Oh my <laughs> God, it's so good. All right. <clears throat> this next review is by Anthony. <laughs> guys nope. like, wait. Oh, no. yep. No, sorry. Go on. Guys. Like seeing gorgeous women naked. Lol, buy it. Screw the store by the PS. May piss off your wife. Lol, buy but beware. Lol, worth it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Anthony. What a cool dude. Fuck my wife.
1: So I was confused because the next one is also Anthony. Gotcha. But Anthony Lane of The New Yorker. Berkeley's acting debut is a joy, if you can call it acting. She jumps up and down a lot to indicate excitement. Ah,
0: fuck off, Anthony. All That's right. a low Anthony. All right. Here's by a French horn guy who writes for Amazon. A must-see, at least once in your life, the bar by which all other movies I see will now be judged. I think he was being sarcastic.
1: Yeah, and I think I actually meant this one to be the last one. So if you want to read that one.
0: Sure. Well, you, you yeah, go in order. To, so you do Peter Bradshaw's.
1: All right. So Peter Bradshaw did not review this movie when it came out. He was not employed by The Guardian, but he did review the documentary about this movie called you don't know me. And this is what he had to say about the movie in that review. (laughs) I think the point is that Elizabeth Berkeley's performance, however bizarre, had a fierce forced intensity, just like the rest of the film, which accumulates in your senses. I can never see showgirls without thinking of the classic story from the onion. Ironic porn purchase leads to unironic (laughs) ejaculation.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Nice. Um, so, here's our last review. It's an Amazon review by the user Pink Scarabs. So if you want to check him out, that's Pink Scarab on Amazon. This is a cult classic. Some people here just take this movie way too seriously instead of just enjoying it for what it is. Light entertainment with lots of beautiful girls. Visually, eye-pleasing candy all day in a highly competitive capitalistic Vegas environment with all the intrigue drama only Vegas has to offer uh michael editorial he didn't mention the rape that happens. anyway nope. uh not everything in this world fits into mundane mainstream family friendly mediocre hope i don't offend anyone. politically yawn correct america so many things come on people just celebrate the unbridled
1: freedom of
0: america and the beauty of diversity and preferences in all its forms
1: i did not get what that last statement meant
0: can i summarize it it's about diversity he just pink scarab just loves diversity and this movie has diversity
1: yeah boy did they treat their black characters well in this film do you think so (laughs) no oh they don't They don't even think i could make a joke about it
0: (laughs) why'd you say if you didn't think that it was real
1: oh so sometimes you say things that you think, but you think the opposite is true? Like it's a joke.
0: Oh, you're doing like a Chandler?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Like it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but I get it.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what this movie's about. All right. Uh, it is kind of straightforward plot wise. Yeah. So we meet Nomi Malone. She's hitchhiking into Vegas. She is very aggressive right off the bat. Um. After a driver robs her, she meets Molly Abrams. Michael, I don't know if you had this problem. Maybe this is a me thing. I had a real hard time learning anybody's name, except for the main character because they say her name a million times, and Crystal because they also say her name a lot.
0: Yeah, like, I don't. I don't
1: think I knew her best friend's name Judy? until I read this. It's Molly.
0: <laughs> you just said it. That's I, how bad I, I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Kyle McLaughlin's name was. I don't know what other black character's name was.
2: His name is Zach. Kyle McLaughlin. This is my favorite. I just called him
0: Twin Peaks Daddy. This
2: is my favorite (laughs) fact, though, is since he has been so critical about this movie, they actually made like an off-Broadway version of Showgirls that didn't go anywhere, so I didn't think it was relevant to mention. The character of Zach, they just call Kyle McLaughlin on.
1: (laughs) 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 That's very funny. I love that. Um, So anyway... Nomi meets Molly, and here's again um, the weird treatment of black characters in this. Like Nomi is being fucking weird and like aggressive and beating up her car, and then this gorgeous black woman comes and is like, I think you need a friend. Let me buy you some food and give you a place to stay. Maybe a job. And it's like, why? Yeah. Um, anyway, so Molly's I, a costumer. I
0: have, oh, are you still talking about that scene? No. but Well... So. So it's interesting because I I think Elizabeth Berkeley's acting. It's interesting because, like, I'm not gonna bemoan anybody for watching it and being like, "Oh, that was bad," because like it comes off as bad. And this scene is such a great example of that, where the friend is like, "So." where are you from? Oh my and God. She just like whips her head back. She just goes different places.
1: just like that.
0: And, we're and like, she throws Whoa. her
1: fries in the air and then she sits back and angrily drinks her soda. And you're like, what? Is what? <laughs> but she's like, every line reading to this woman is like super mad and aggressive. And how dare you question me? And she's like, girl do you need a place to stay and it's like what the
0: fuck so it's weird yeah you're right the scene's weird my only point is like like the the direction was odd the the script was odd so i just feel like it is bad but i just don't think it's elizabeth berkeley's fault
1: right or if it is
0: we can't ever know because there's so many bad
1: layers you'd have to uncover but in that scene, like, Molly is acting like a normal human. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley is not. And, oh, this is also a thing. I honestly, at the beginning of the movie, there was this thing in the 90s where sometimes you would have to convey to the audience that someone is a strong woman. And she would just do something unnecessarily harsh or violent. And you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like in um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, she meets Robin Hood and she just knees him in the groin for no reason. You're like, huh. She's a strong woman.
0: Hell yeah. Nice. Because like
1: we first meet Nomi and My she gets wife picked up by a hitchhiker. That. Sorry, go ahead. No. She gets picked up by a hitchhiker and he's like, hey, you want to sit next to me? And then she just pulls out a switch knife and just like threatens to stab him. I'm like, that's something.
0: Oh, this wasn't a criticism. Cause I, yeah, I I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. But as it goes on, I'm like, no, no, that's they're not trying to just do a strong woman trope. She's <laughs> just
0: she's a, uh, she's a uh, pretty strong
1: <laughs> she's just weirdly aggressive all the time like um there's another scene where uh crystal says something like oh so you're um you're like a hooker uh down there and she and she just well fuck off and then she just runs off and i'm like what what <laughs> She's all the time is just yelling and swearing at people. And then when a real bad situation happens to her, she's just cool as a cucumber. I don't... It's Sorry.
0: No, anyway. it's fine. No, it's it's weird. Yeah, her performance or acting is weird. But I I don't know why I keep having to say this. I just feel like it's not her fault. I feel yeah. like Robin Williams.
1: So we're going to learn the, well, the crux of this film. <laughs> <kind> of. Molly... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to skate right over that. <laughs> molly uh is a costumer at the show goddess now apparently this is like a big deal show okay again i may i don't get vegas but we go to this like lovely old dinner theater where it's it's high production value like broadway caliber dancing and they're just all topless yeah and apparently topless dance intense shows are a thing but who is that for
0: people who go to vegas
1: I just like, okay, like, if I don't want to go to a strip club. I get what that's for. I get why you enjoy that. Why do you want to, like, "Hmm, I want to have a nice night out at the theater, but I'd like to see some tits. Like, who is that?
0: So people who want to go out to a nice theater and look at tits.
1: But, like, the dancing better be on point. Yeah. Who is this audience? So
0: so people who want to go to the strip club but also want to say to themselves that they are high-class people
1: like it's so trashy but high production but it, and expensive it
0: quote unquote isn't <laughs> like so i get it like if i had a if i was a billionaire, it's like i'm not gonna go to a strip club i'm a billionaire. i'm gonna go to the show i'm gonna go to the theater they're ready to be fucking tits <laughs> like I, I guess i get it i'm not a billionaire but i i, I, I get it
1: maybe vegas is just a gross
0: elon place. musk is always at these shows man uh probably uh-huh.
1: um <laughs> So anyway, and the point a, there's is there's a like,
0: penis joke in there about rockets, but I'm not going to go there. I, this is a class. This is a family too show. For you. Too cheap.
1: Um. So we meet Crystal Connors, and she's like the the star of the show, and I think she does a great job. What's her name?
0: Gina Gershwin, maybe?
1: Gina Gershwin. She's I don't know. She's uh, again. She just sort of acts like a normal person. Sort of the choices she makes. No, she doesn't act like a normal person, but her <laughs> line readings are of a better actor. <laughs> Really? You think that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look, dance review. It says right here. Okay, anyway. Um so-
0: I, it, it. No, it's interesting. Because, like, what is good acting? Because, like, we saw The Fugitive recently. Yeah. And everyone's like, man, Tommy Lee Jones. What a performance. He is such a good actor. But, like, he's not good at pretending to be somebody. He just is cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, just you just like to see him, not because, oh, he's, oh, man, he really became a different person. Like, no, he's just cool. So, like, there's a scene in this movie where Gina Gershwin and Elizabeth Berkeley, they're at a cafe or something, and they're talking to each other. And Elizabeth's like, I like your tits. And Elizabeth's like, thanks. And Gina Gershwin's like, like, Do you like having nice tits? And it's like, I don't want to say that either those two are good at acting or bad or like, I don't want to compare them, but Gina Gershwin is like more charming to look at. Cause she's just got like this kind of like smile. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? I know. Yes. <laughs> that scene. Again, sometimes this movie kind of confuses me with what they're trying to do. Cause yes. The, in that very scene, she's like, do you like having nice tits? And she's like, I do. And she's like, what do you like doing with them? She's like, what do you mean? She's like, you know what I mean. And as an audience viewer, I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Can you explain it to me?
0: I have one more point. I don't get it. To make about that scene because it is a funny scene. That
1: it's I, so intense.
0: I think the problem with this movie is kind of what Sam was saying, that there's just a conflict of visions and idea. Because mm-hmm. the weirdest scene... The weirdest part about that scene to me is actually is the music because like the way it's shot and the music, it's like an orchestral score. Like this, the music is really signifying like what a beautiful scene this is. But if you just took that music out, it'd actually be like a funny because it is so dumb. You would like laugh yeah. at it intentionally. So it's just like it's that weird. And I feel that way. The music of a lot of this movie is like like I'm laughing at the movie. But if they just took out the music, I'd be laughing with the movie.
1: Isn't there something about like, like truly campy stuff is something that's so outrageous and stupid, but it's like at its core, it's trying to be earnest and it's trying to do something real.
0: Uh, what's and, the question?
1: Uh, I don't get the question. Uh, that's what makes this movie like true cult camp. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, but it's trying to do something sincere, but it's just so ridiculous. And the fact that it, 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 it like that music choice shows us that they do not realize how ridiculous it is.
0: But I just actually feel like it it's not that big of a change to make it actually a good scene.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's all I think.
1: Um, anyway. So we're at still at the beginning of the film where uh, Elizabeth Berkeley then meets Crystal and she's like, oh, you're a dancer? Where do you dance? And she, so Elizabeth Berkley, she's a stripper at the Cheetah Club or whatever. And she's like, oh, so you're a prostitute. And then she's really mad about it. And I think that's supposed to be a theme that like everybody in Vegas is a prostitute because it's cheap and seedy and you're selling yourself. You but mean what Gina like, Gershwin
0: says? Everybody's a prostitute, basically. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. When she says that, I feel like that's a theme they're trying to work <laughs>
0: It's like, oh, I think, Joe. I gotta unpack this riddle.
1: <laughs> um, oh my God. Also, they go dancing. This is another choice because later in the film, like Elizabeth Berkeley has to do these dance numbers. These broad, and she's like clearly a very good dancer. Yes, very much. So. But the first time we see her dancing, she's at a club and she's doing this weird, jerky, like unsexy, like. All limbs, all... (laughs) And some guy, the other black character goes, that girl can dance.
0: Okay, so we both watched this movie and you were like, man, those black characters were not treated well. And I had sort of a different reaction, which is why was that guy in the movie? Yeah. Like he was so unnecessary. So much of the film is devoted to him. And he doesn't... Yeah, and
1: then it just drops off for no reason. And then
0: halfway through the film, it comes irrelevant.
1: Yeah, because, okay, so just to, to get this out of the way, he's like, oh, you're such so good at dancing. I'm going to teach you how to dance. And he's just trying to. He bails her out from jail. He never does teach her how to dance. They almost have sex one time. And then he apparently knocked someone up and is getting married. Goodbye. Halfway yeah, through the and court. there's
0: a middle scene where he's now teaching someone else to dance. And then he has to, like, confess to her. He's like, well, I'm addicted to pussy, which is weird. <laughs> and then do you remember uh, that scene?
1: Here's what I think. If I were trying to get in the screenwriter's head, I think maybe that was like um, an avenue not taken. Like she could have been more into the dance part of things and not trying to claw her way to the top. I think that's what they were doing. Because instead he went with somebody else and then he married her and he gets to be a struggling artist or whatever. I will never
0: give anybody that much credit. (laughs) You are a nice person. That's
1: just I that's the only thing I can think of as to why he was in the film again, My, but it's all, yeah,
0: I think I'm going to go Occam's razor. It was just in the first draft of the script that was <laughs> totally different. And like, should we still have this? It's like, well, I don't have time to make another draft.
1: He he does have a, a line that I think is quoted a lot where he goes, everybody's got AIDS and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Because you're like, that's a weird line. But surely the context makes that better. And it's like, it's just kind of out of nowhere that he says that. Yeah. She doesn't say, do Does some people have AIDS? And then he says, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> do some people have AIDS? And what else do they have? <laughs> so I guess my point, though, is like his actions now in the film are just one of the two black characters who seem to love Elizabeth Berkeley so much. They just keep doing everything for her, despite her being awful to them
0: yeah i mean that's true I and mean, that is actually exclusive to to them
1: yeah right it's weird
0: <laughs> yeah that is weird
1: anyway so i guess we can just uh, be done with him so crystal by the way she's got this boyfriend zach is ooh, apparently ooh, his name ooh,
0: hot hot oh yeah hot
1: zach God. Kyle mclaughlin with the hair and they have a real weird guys uh, guys say
0: yeah like, toby mcguire i think legitimately is attractive but he's nerdy, you know, nerd. Sure. He's nerd hot. Kyle McLaughlin cannot do it. He's just a nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's never he's never going to cross that threshold. I don't care how good your body is, Kyle.
1: Oh, I think he is a really good like um, upper class stiff hot though, too. Sometimes Sure. I thought he was very good as, as Trey.
0: Sure. Like if I'm a suburban wife and he's like, wasn't he a character in Desperate Housewives who killed people?
1: <laughs> he sure was he <laughs> was a murdering dentist
0: <laughs> that's perfect casting kind no wait
1: like, no no the murdering dentist you're thinking of guy, a hercules guy Art rogers yeah, yeah. that's Bart rogers no but roger bart
2: okay well i got the names
1: you so. were too excited um, no kyle mclaughlin is Bree's second husband but he does murder
0: <laughs> yeah totally that's great I casting
1: think he made,
0: yeah anyway i want to watch that show again <laughs> Fun. <laughs>
1: it did not age well. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> anyway, <fine.
0: laughs>
1: so so Zach and Crystal they go to the strip club and they have Nomi strip for their Anyway, that's not really important, is it? I don't know what else happens in this movie. Oh, so Crystal's like really into Nomi. As a lot, lot of like strong bisexual vibes. I don't I don't know if they're trying to do something with that. She's kind
0: of like power play, toying with her
1: yeah she's like into it so she decides to get an audition for elizabeth berkeley know me to be in the show of goddess which again like the the dance world of vegas is so confusing to me where like the best you can do the dream is to star in a topless review because most films would be like oh i want to be in a real show but i have to do the topless show yeah, but like the topless show is it it's everything and but, apparently in this world there's only one strip club and one topless show and none which like,
0: uh, is very good <laughs> that's very cute
1: <laughs> like she can't go audition for a different girl show no way like this is it
0: <laughs> what i love is that like oh crystal is the star nobody can replace crystal she's the best and I've seen the show as presented in Showgirls, because like they show the show. And Crystal, you can't make anybody out. Like, I don't know who the stars are who anybody else is. And they're all doing synchronized choreography. They're all doing the
1: same thing. And it's But a they the- say she comes out of a volcano and they say, presenting Crystal. <laughs> so there's that. Like, part.
0: what is unique about Crystal? Yeah. Thirdly, they just want the boobs. <laughs> like anybody. They all got boobs.
1: No, they need Broadway <laughs> caliber talent. Because So I think they hit in the film that Crystal was a Broadway star who then did this. But sometimes the movie that makes it sound like she just came there. And then she says, I've been doing this for seven years.
0: I'm not exactly criticizing the movie because I believe this dumb thing would exist in real life. Like, oh, I'm the millionaire, so I have to oh, have the sure. best thing. So even though it doesn't make sense that she's the best.
1: <laughs> I actually was talking this out with my friend, David, and I was like, this is so weird. You know, and they're like, oh, we're going to maybe get Paula Abdul to stand in and we're going to. And then I I was trying to think of the economics of this, especially because it's in within a hotel or something. And then I remembered that Vegas is a casino economy. There's a lot of money in casinos. Yeah. And that's just it, probably. Mm-hmm. People make a lot of money in Vegas and it's like, Oh, it's because of casinos and I'm overthinking it.
0: Right. And every popular celebrity or showman is like, do I do shows or do I just do Vegas? Like that's their two decisions.
1: That's right. So a hotel that makes $80 million from a casino will just pay super, a lot of money to up the prestige of their place. So people just come gamble there. That's it. I I don't know why I was overthinking it. It's all nonsense. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, they had a really weird audition scene, but it's not important. Nomi gets in the show. That's it.
0: <laughs> now, you um, got to vouch. You got to explain yourself because you said this first hour and 30 minutes was entertaining, and I feel like it's long. I don't know.
1: I just was entertained.
0: Yeah, by what? <laughs> How Man. weird it was. <laughs> by what? Like, it's not that weird. It's just long.
1: Oh, I like the dancing parts because I think I think All it's right, so funny that they're just like, doing really good dancing and they're just topless it's like what's the point <laughs> like just put on a shirt I don't know I don't get it <laughs>
0: how naive are you? <laughs> I don't
1: <laughs> apparently very
0: just... God, those strippers are so cold why they should wear clothes
1: I think they would really like a sports bra like that looks uncomfortable jumping up and down
0: yeah if they had like a nice coat ooh that would be great that would be so fashionable
1: Well, it's just like I don't know, especially just watching this movie. It's like the you you really get over seeing boobs at all, like immediately, because it's just so constant. It is. It's like, and I assume that's same if you're watching like a really intense dance show. Like, would you even notice that they? You're right. i have been stuff. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I have, it's not important. I, I have two weird things. It's just weird to be like, because I feel like this movie has an air of like so much nudity. NC seventeen, so crazy explicit, but like the world's most popular media event recently has a squid game that apparently like every child has seen that they're not supposed to. It's like, that's way more disturbing than this show or this movie. Yes. You know what I mean?
1: Isn't that an American thing though? Violence versus sex. Like Americans don't give a shit about exposing their kids to violence, but dear God, they see boobs.
0: Right? Like half of squid games, just watching people be shot in the head. It's weird.
1: Yeah. It's pretty weird.
0: Uh, but my second point, and this is totally off topic, but it's just, I think it's just a funny anecdote. I really like the show Party Down, which was produced by yeah. Stars. And notoriously, they had zero, zero, zero budget, but it was like just a passion project. They were shooting the show in their own houses and they couldn't get anybody to put the show on. And so they had to go to Stars, you know, which doesn't make anything else. But they're like, stars was like, all right, we'll make your show, but you have to have boobs in every episode, and they can't be sad boobs. <laughs> Meaning, like, they can't, there can't be like a breast cancer episode. <laughs> like, it gotta be happy boobs. And I just think about that every time I see boobs and shows. Like, oh, happy <laughs> boob. <laughs> Glad it wasn't sad boobs. Yeah.
1: I don't remember <laughs> boobs in Party Down.
0: There are boobs? Yeah. Huh.
1: Anyway um
0: this goes to your point it's like so why did he, they even have it because you forget
1: yeah um so the rest of the plot is pretty straightforward um Nobi additions to be her understudy and gets it she sleeps with kyle mclaughlin in what is one of the most bizarre sex scenes i've ever seen it's like a normal sexy pool time and then he just like <laughs> she's just like laying on her back and just goes in and out of the water and splashes a lot no uh, it is no
0: penetration is happening (laughs) it's like it is just very silly she is
1: flopping up and down and it is so silly like i don't know how anyone could have seen that on the dailies at the end of the day and like that's hot or
0: yeah and it's like you know we're giving paul Verhoeven some credit like yeah he says it's his fault he probably was but at the time like does he think this was drug addicts do like she's a recovering cokehead, so she would f- flop like a fish.
1: <laughs> it's so it has to be intentional, but to what end?
0: And here's my, here's my point. Like, just because I've known a couple other Paul Verhoeven films, I think he just loves the idea of things being extreme and like yeah. so out there because like Robocop and Starship Troopers are. So he's like. I don't know if it really works. Whether it really works is not the point. I just it's got to be extreme. So that's why I think it's the way it is. Sure. So it's very So anyway. Very
1: um Crystal's like, "Haha, Nomi, you don't actually get to be my understudy. Fuck you." So then, Nomi pushes her down the stairs, and she breaks a hip.
0: This is the turning point in the movie. I did not think she would cross. I thought she was going to be just our good protag. you <laughs> know, just do the things. But she just like fuck it. I'll just push her down the stairs. That's
1: my favorite part. Where I was like, did anyone see what happened? <laughs> like it was a very crowded area, and apparently one person saw, but then lied for her. And I'm like, how does not everybody see that? <laughs> like there were t- they're, busy. Going the stairs, they're busy. I guess anyone see who went after her
0: i saw it like, i it was a some fucking college course i took where they were like talking about some kind of psychological effect where you don't really notice things that you're not looking for and they're yes. like asking a professor like is there a fire hydrant by your office door <gasps> that you've been going to Ooh. for 10 years <laughs> he's like i don't know <laughs> so my point is if you're not looking for something you don't see i
1: it. guess it just even if you didn't weren't watching, it seems pretty obvious what happened. Because so the the idea is like the girl who saw it's like, oh, she tripped. But she like was at the top of the stairs and then went down with such a force. But sure. But yeah, they're all okay, running. I guess. I guess. They're, I guess. Anyway. they're
0: all in a hurry.
1: Can I can we go back to what I'm saying?
0: This is good yeah. part of the film? Were you not engaged?
1: Well, so here's my problem with oh, okay. uh, the next part of the film. Because I think they. What's wrong tried... with the part with the rape? <laughs> well, because that feels like they're like, it felt like they're. Like... They said not enough has happened in this.
0: This does kind of feel like that.
1: <laughs> so she like has her open. Oh, so then nobody gets to be the star of the show because that's what she wanted to be the star of this topless review. Sure. Um. So she brings her nice black friend Molly, who has been nothing but just a nice person. That's all we really know about her. She's a nice person who's a customer who will do anything for Elizabeth Berkeley. And she, Molly's so excited because, like, oh, her favorite star is at this fancy party. And then a brutal, gang, violent gang rape happens. And
2: we get to see it.
0: Some, Um, I'll give some credit that I think they based it on a real event. They're like, we. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not out of nowhere. But giving it it is, it was.
1: It was definitely out of nowhere in the context of this film. I think it's like if I were to say, "Oh, this is a fun, campy movie." This is the part of the movie where I'm like, "This is not fun. This is a gross thing they've done."
0: Okay, so yeah, it, it is weird and gross, but yeah. this part of the movie got me because so I did not anticipate, not know me being that bad and pushing her down the stairs. So when it happened, I was like, "Whoa, where's this movie going to go?" And it's like, it was clearly awful that she just like, I'll just fucking, you know, do damage to this person. She's going to have a skull fracture or whatever. Uh, I don't really know what happens. But so I was like, so what line is she going to cross? Because this is kind of justifiable that, you know, Gina Gershwin has been horrible to her for the whole movie. So it's like, okay, we can kind of sympathize with the choice. So I feel like this rape part and where Kyle McLaughlin goes to to the hospital is like, you cannot call the cops because you are a part of the show. So it's like, that was like, in a way, it's out of nowhere. But in a way, it's like, we're increasing the escalation of what is Nomi going to do for the show. And that's sure. where I thought, okay, I actually do like this movie a little bit right now. Because I'm interested Except in that choice.
1: Except that escalation's not real. What do you mean? Because, well, what you just said is like, oh, how far is she going to go for her career? But that's not what Kyle says. Kyle says, I know that you are a former prostitute who has been arrested a lot. And I will expose you if you call the cops.
0: You're absolutely right. And I actually didn't like that when that was happening. <laughs> I was like, just let her, that would have been so much more interesting if she's like,
1: and yeah, cause yeah. So his point was like, oh, we can't call the cops on this star because he's part of the hotel family. And he's going to have a show. Now that was very confusing to me because I'm like, um, Molly, is not a former prostitute she's just a lovely costumer why the fuck can't she call the cops why does blackmailing elizabeth berkeley do anything
0: i didn't even think about that that's a really good point
1: (laughs) i didn't (laughs) so and then so it felt like oh the one nice character is just going to be raped and just be like um character growth i guess for the white i don't know i didn't like it because they're, they're like, okay, we got to wrap this up. So Elizabeth Berkeley gets all sexy and goes to this the star, the rapist. And I'm like, ooh, this might be fun. And then she just like beats him up. It's like, don't do it again. And it's like, haha, you brutally assaulted somebody. So a 90 pound woman came and punched you and kicked you a few times. Even Stevens. I'm like, for what this movie is, just kill him, right? <laughs> just do it.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like I want to disagree with you, but like- <laughs> Yeah, fucking murder the guy.
1: Just, right. I'm, you're on the cam-
0: road. You don't have a name. You know, <laughs> you're right. the best way. ah, oh, such a good candidate for murder.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, like, if it's going to be heightened reality, can't be nonsense. You got to see it through. Because I didn't even get the whole point of her, like, seducing him. And then, like, just stab him with your knife. <laughs> stab him. Yeah. We, that was that would have been Chekhov's uh, switchblade.
0: <laughs> yeah that would have been good
1: because she pulls out her switch
0: a couple times i would have was... i 100 percent agree with you in every way
1: and then right after that she's like guess i'm gonna just leave vegas and then she gets picked up by the same hitchhiker who stole her luggage and i guess she's gonna stab that guy
0: <laughs> and it's like the movie is so long i think but does it like is there even an ending like i just feel like she's like i'm out of this movie this is too weird
1: i mean maybe maybe that's like oh, this movie's going to do so well. We got to leave it on like, a, what's going to happen next for Nomi? Yeah. <laughs> this is like a sequel leading in.
0: So the movie's bad because there's like, like what's the point of any of it? It's like, okay, so I just, but here's my was my ultimate point about the praise. It's just like, the movie's bad, but I feel like for that most of the movie, I thought like it's bad, but really the best it could be is really generic. And there's one point where I actually cared a little bit
1: okay about the character yeah um so no bro call this week john is traveling abroad or two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, geez oh my gosh
1: <laughs> it's kind of humor you can expect here at fof yeah um so i guess we could just oh. or do you have any last thoughts
0: uh your audio cut off what'd you say
1: do you have any last thoughts before we grade the film?
0: Um, not that weird. I did know it was a cult movie, you know, and I, it, it, I heard it, you know, I had a reputation, but I was not that weirded out by it. Mostly bored. Um,
1: I forgot, I forgot a weird part of the movie. Yeah, that I actually wrote a note of. The first time we see. Elizabeth Berkley in like a Vegas setting. She goes and she starts like betting and some guy who looks kind of like Nathan Lane comes up. He's like, Hey baby, how much for the night? And she's like, go away. He's like, sooner or later, you're going to have to sell it. And I'm like, why do you think that about her? She's just like a normal person at a casino. (laughs) Why would you just say that to a random woman? Like we know that escalation could happen, but what? It was weird. Vegas is gross. Yeah. Um, also, I think so, hitchhiking looks fun. If there was like a no murder rape guarantee, I would love to hitchhike.
0: Uh, I feel like this is not really a compliment, but like I felt like. So I just heard that Quentin Tarantino likes this movie and it makes sense because yeah. he's weird, but he's also like a old Hollywood film nerd. And I feel like some of the shots and choreography and the sets have kind of like an old Hollywood epic kind of vibe to them. Am I registering is correct at all? So it's like I don't know if that really complements the writing or the source material. But it's like if the if it was a different movie, it'd be a good movie. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Some of the aesthetics are very pleasing. Yeah, neat and cool. Yeah.
0: So it's like if you match that sound and that choreography with a different subject matter. Yeah.
1: So we normally grade films, but like I don't even know how I would grade this because it's. Oh,
0: I'll give it a D plus. I feel pretty good about that grade.
1: I want to give it a C because I wow. feel like people were too mean to Elizabeth Berkeley.
0: Elizabeth Berkeley, seriously, no joke, not trying to be fucking SJW, but she gets an A because she really fucking took a chance.
1: She th- really took a chance.
0: She really fucking went out there and like, she is a good actor. You know, like when she, you know, if if you take off like the, obviously she was pushed to be way more forced than any human scenes. Like she's right. good at acting.
1: Yeah, I've seen her in a Lifetime Christmas movie. She was very good. Yeah, and and other normal things, but
0: yeah, they didn't really reinforce my point. But um, (laughs) I think she's good. But yeah, but that movie's D plus for me.
1: I also think if she had starred in this movie and it was like better, I still think it could have destroyed her career. Like I get what she was saying uh, with that quote that Sam read earlier. Just being like a say by the Bell star and then doing something really risque like this, I could see how that could have also destroyed her career. Yeah.
0: Uh, shit. What was I gonna say?
1: Oh, uh, what are we gonna do next week? Oh, we gotta call John oh, for that. Oh, oh. Uh, but
0: um, yeah. Like they wanted to cast like what Drew Barrymore. Like I can't. That would not have been a good movie.
1: No. This movie, I but don't, Drew I also Bear. think they never would have gotten an A list star to do this.
0: I bet he right hypothetically, if they did, right, would have been good.
1: All right, so for next week we are going to do roll that wheel, Michael. Dude. What are we doing?
0: Oh, it looks like we are doing the film Labyrinth.
1: All right. A let's Jim see Henson. David Bowie but not being Tesla, just being a weird <laughs> goblin man. Awesome.
0: What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> 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 a lot
1: of differences, I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah, once a human.
1: Yep. Uh so stay tuned for that trailer. And Michael, who are we sponsored by this week? <laughs>
0: skittles man
1: skittles taste the rainbow even though it is not the number one holiday, yeah it tastes Halloween like candy.
0: little petals of ass not good candy
1: disagree it tastes yeah. like little pockets of sunshine yeah yeah Nah. but michael consider that's yeah a, that's a good point
0: uh all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> and cut cut that was terrible. <gasps> Loved it.
1: TriStar Pictures announces the collaboration of three extraordinary talents: Jim Henson, creator of the Muppets and Dark Crystal;
2: ah! Where you go with a head like that. Hmm?
1: George Lucas, creator of the Star Wars saga. Ah! <clears throat> One of the most innovative forces in modern entertainment, David Bowie. (laughs) Together, they will take you into a dazzling world of fantasy and adventure. There's nothing to be afraid of. A world where anything seems possible and nothing is what it seems.
2: Everything I've done I've done for you I move the stars with no one now
0: so far The world of Labyrinth